edition of Virginia Wine TV, a, li a little different today. We're in Florida and we're talking drink local, well, specifically drink local wine. Um, and most of you are already familiar, familiar that there are wines produced in every state. Um, and there's sites like Wine Compass, our winery directory, that'll list all the wineries in the states. There's also an organization called drinklocal.com that promotes local wineries by holding an annual conference in a selected state. Um, they've been in Texas, Virginia, Missouri, and this year they're going to be in Colorado. It'll be the end of April um, of 2012 in Denver, Colorado, and they're going to be focusing on the uh, Colorado wine industry. And believe it or not, there are about 100 wineries in that state, and um, we've actually had a chance to try some. Um, my favorites are the Riesling, the Verzerminer, and there's a Limburger there that, that's really well. And so for those states, it's quite easy to drink local, um, specifically where I live in Virginia. Northern Virginia, excuse me, you have all the Virginia wineries, then you get into Maryland, you have good wine, great wineries such as Black Ankle, Sugarloaf Mountain, and uh, I shall plug Old Westminster Winery, which we will be uh, our focus next week on Virginia Wine TV. So it's really quite easy to drink local, you know, living in Virginia. I guess the really, the, really the only barrier is price. Sometimes it gets a little bit uh, uh, pricey to, to drink local. But what about other states? You know, you have your cold weather states, uh, New England, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Uh, you have your southern states, Georgia, Alabama, into Louisiana. And then you have Florida, you know, and the subtropics. Um, how can they drink local? You know, they, they can't grow vinifera grapes like your Chardonnays or your Viognier's, um, even the French hybrids, Chamberson, forget about it. Um, they do have grape wines. Um, you have your native Muscadine. And you have some grapes that were engineered by uh, the University of Florida. You have your Blanc de Bois, your Stover, your Lake Emerald. So it, it is possible to get grape wines. Uh, then you have your traditional uh, fruit wines, strawberry and blueberry. And then you have uh, your quite unique, uh, tropical, guava. Um, let's see, there's key lime wine. There's, uh, there's actually an avocado wine. I'm really getting into the, the strange. Um, so what I want to show today is just how lucky um, those of us in Virginia are to be able to drink local and compare some of my favorite Virginia wines with uh, some of the Florida wines that I was able to pick up just at the local Publix. So we'll start off, we have the, uh, the Glen Manor, well first off, whites. Virginia, yeah, Viognier's a signature grape, good Chardonnay, Petit Mensing's coming on. But literally my favorite wine is the, the Glen Manor Sauvignon Blanc. Um, I know Jeff White's getting a lot of accolades now, deservingly so. His gold medding, gold or Governor Cup winning uh, Hotter Hill. But to me, his Sauvignon Blanc is, uh, you know, for the last five years has been my favorite um, white wine, just, just tremendous wine. So you go to, so we have the, the Glen Manor. Those living in Florida, you know, you could, I tried to find a Blanc de Bois who you know, our, our Texas viewers are very familiar with. Um, couldn't get that, so I, uh, what I found was a muscadine. Well, actually, it says Venter's White Premium Table Wine. Um, I've been to this winery before. It's San Sebastian Winery. They're in St. Augustine, Florida. It's actually a nice little place. It's besides the Biltmore, they might be the second most popular visited winery. Um, they're right on the trolley line. Um, so I know what's in this wine, but it's of muscadine. Um, Serve chilled, so it's probably a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, but I do know, or I think this is the, the main ingredient, if you ever visit the winery, 
and one of the trolley cars pull in and you, there's a long wait, head upstairs to a bar and they actually make a, a white sangria out of this. Um, so it definitely has that nose of a muscadine, sort of sweet, grapey. A bit of sugar, I'm not really sure how much. You know, it's not, you know, for a muscadine, it is what it is. Um, don't know if I could finish a whole bottle in one setting like I would be able to the Glen Manor. But, you know, for one glass on a hot day, or as a white sangria, I could probably do, probably go with it. Um, now we'll move on to the rosés. And, uh, you know, what I think is one of the best rosés and probably the best value out there is a, a rosé from Boxwood State Winery. And uh, people who followed us last week, that was a subject or a topic of our video last week. And this is the topiary rosé, which is actually just made from the bleed of their red topiary, which is a right bank styled wine, so it's uh, predominantly Cabernet Franc. And not only is this a great wine, but it's just a great value wine. Um, the Glen Manor I bought at a neighborhood wine store at $22 a bottle. Um, the Boxwood usually goes around, price around $14, $15. This is the 2010, which was on sale because they were trying to clear out inventory at the, their, their Boxwood Rest and Tasting Room. I got this for $10. I mean, this is just an amazing wine. I mean, this wine's a little bit creamy, um, not a whole lot of acidity, but it really works mostly with, um, with meals. Um, by the way, the Vintner's White, I think this was about $13, $14. So in Florida, you're not going to get any true rosés. You're going to get a blush wine. They're obviously not going to bleed any of their, their red wines because uh, they don't really have any except for a muscadine. Um, the one blush, true blush wine that I saw um, was about 6% residual, residual sugar, and that was too much for me to handle. So I picked up a Schnebley's Redlands Carambola wine, which is actually starfruit. And um, Schnebley's is pretty interesting. They're the uh, southernmost winery in the continental United States. Um, and the Redlands district is a historic agriculture area. So basically, you go to Miami, you go west, you go like you're going to the Keys, you got the Everglades on one side, you got the bridge to the Keys uh, to the south, and there they are. And, and they're actually a destination winery. They have music over on the weekends, and um, it's actually a fun place to go. I've, I've visited a couple times. Um, and so we have a, a star fruit wine. Now this, I think, was 3% residual sugar. Um, oops, let's get the right wine. So it's a little darker in color. Actually smells like star fruit. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to taste that. Interesting though. But, um, it's actually drier than three percent, or tastes drier than the alleged three percent. But there just doesn't seem to be a whole whole lot of flavor. Now, I know my wife has bought these wines before and taken it to the beach and basically mixed it with uh, some seltzer water. So I think that's what's going to happen to this bottle. Now, that's probably the last time I'll try that one. 
Uh, but they do actually, Snubbly's is the one that you have an avocado wine that's actually interesting. Um, they have guava wines. They, uh, you know, for the tropics, I mean, they are way south. So for the environment that they have, you know, they, they, they make do. And it's actually a really neat place to go. So I, I would recommend if you're ever in South Florida, Miami, to take a trip out there. Uh, and then you just have to be selective on the wines that you choose. So finally, we go to Reds, and the classic wine for me in Virginia is the Barbersville Octagon. Um, just a true Bordeaux blend, uh, year in, year out. And this is one wine that I'll splurge on. I think I paid $38 for this, uh, but it's well worth it. Um, Luca does a great job year in. Barbersville was the uh, first modern year, first winery in Virginia to, to plant vinifera grapes and succeed with it. Um, they do a great job. They're just outside of uh, Charlottesville. Um, I do remember at the Wine Bloggers Conference last year, uh, I just happened to be sitting at a bar with Tom Work and he asked, you know, if you had one wine to bring home, what is it? And to me, this is it, the Octagon. This is just a classic, uh, classic wine. Uh, I think it's the wine that all Virginia wineries should aspire for. Now, Florida, you have uh, most of the red wines are sweet. Muscadine, I guess Noble Grape, um, there's the Guava wine, it's red. Schnebley's has a couple other fruit um, wines that are, are very, they're heavy, but they're very sweet. Uh, the only dry red that I found was um, from Keel and Curly Winery. And they're, um, we actually visited them, they're outside of Tampa, and but their wines are available for about $11, $12 at Publix. And so this is their dry blueberry wine. Uh, the winery started, it was pretty interesting, it's a blueberry farm and at the moment when the marginal revenue and the marginal costs of picking become even, they basically just stop picking and the, the blueberries just sit there. And the owner was trying to think of a way to harvest those grapes and use them for productive use and he's like, well, let me see about making wine. And so he started out small and I think that was maybe 15 years ago, so they've uh, been pretty successful. Um, they're a destination winery. They have music on weekends. Um, they also they make they're the ones that make the key lime wine. Um, so this wine I've actually tried earlier this week. Um, they also have a dry blackberry wine. Um, and I tell you, this is something. This is when you want a fruit wine. This one really nails it pretty good. I mean, the, the aroma is all blueberry. I mean, it, and it is dry. There's no really syrupy sugar. And you know you can taste blueberries. It's not it's not the same as you know throwing blueberries in your mouth, but you can definitely taste it. Um, very smooth. You know, for a, for a fruit wine, I think this nails exactly what it is. And uh, I think if I had to drink local, you know, in Florida, um, I, I guess I'd be a fruit wine drinker. So, I mean, there you have it. It's definitely easy to drink local when you're in Virginia. We got you know really good wine, some of them extremely affordable, classic grapes. Um, Florida, you know, they got to deal with their, their environment. Uh, so I would definitely suggest for the people here, you know, experiment. You know, you might be able to find one or two you like. You're, you're obviously not going to just drink Florida wine. Like, I think there are some people who just drink Virginia wine. But, uh, you know, just get out there and experiment. So remember, there's drinklocalwine.com uh, conference. It's uh, at the very end of April. Check their website and check winecompass.com to find a winery in your state. And uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers.